Welcome to the Forever 80s podcast, hosted by Liz Worth, where we talk to fans, artists, collectors, and more about all the things we love about the 1980s. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Liz Worth, and I am here today with David Sang, founder of MorrisseySolo.com, an open forum for fans of Morrissey and the Smiths. Welcome, David. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's nice to chat with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So you have a very robust online forum all about Morrissey and the Smiths, but you didn't start 100% online, right? You started with a fanzine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can go over a little bit of the history. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love talking about fanzines too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I started before the internet kind of Mm -hmm. took off as a fanzine. So this was 1990, 1990, 1991. I started a fanzine with um, another fan, Russ. Uh, He's from Arizona. I was in uh, LA area. Um, And we were just kind of new fans. Uh, We just got out of high school. Um, We, kind of met in Manchester for a Smiths convention. Uh, So we were just huge, huge Smiths fans. Um, And then we kind of spent some time there just learning about the music, the scene there. We were kind of interested in the music scene. So we started like just a one-off fancy, just about the music scene in Manchester. But then we kind of focused on our main interest, which was Morrissey, because Morrissey started his solo tour in 1991 and we kind of followed some dates on that in the u.s and then um just to talk to some fans got some stories photos uh just put out an initial fanzine and then um and then it uh was pretty popular we we you know we sold sold out of the first one and then did a second edition with the tour in 1992 he did he toured again with your arsenal and then um continued to get better you know I, we did the fanzine on the computer which was kind of new at the time like um so i i did it out like on a word processor and then did some page layout with the old program but we uh, we printed it out though um at a printer and uh and it got some notice too um actually sire records at the time uh used it as a promo so so that was exciting um so yeah then uh then it continued on. Uh, we did a few more issues, and then after that, uh, I think we were we kind of both graduated college. We were kind of doing different things, and then um, yeah, I was going to kind of stop at that point. But then um, then the web, you know, the internet started getting popular, and I was just kind of learning about that. My 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 kind of training or my education is in computer science. So I was always curious about using media and entertainment, kind of fusing the two. So um, so I just started as just a, a basic website with some news, just kind of continuing on the web, the fanzine. The fanzine was called Senior Life. Um, so I just did a just a basic website, just with some basic news. But then, then I thought, well, this is kind of exciting. There's a lot of stuff we can do on the internet that, you know, was kind of painful with the um, fanzine. Uh, putting together a fanzine was a lot of work still. Even if it was on the computer, we still have to talk to people, gather all the data, uh, print it up, like go to the printer and uh, order a bunch in advance and then actually physically mail them out. So, <laughs> so it did take a lot of time. So with the website, um, you can kind of skip a lot of that stuff, right? It's like immediate almost into the whole world and you get feedback right away too so i was kind of interested in uh in learning about like where this is going like at the time this was 1997 the website started so pretty early on um in the kind of world of internet uh so so um so it immediately got pretty popular it was there were a lot of smith sites around at the time nothing even though morrissey was you know active solo this was um, uh, Maladjusted. His album was coming out. Um, he'd been solo for about seven, eight years. So he was still active, but it, it was weird to me that all the um, 
sites around were kind of about the Smiths and um, just focusing on the Smiths older archival stuff. Um, but so, so I kind of want to just focus on kind of what's current, what's now. So I started the site Morrissey Solo. Um, and it's kind of evolved from there, but the spirit has remained the same, like just a lot of interaction with fans, um, kind of uh, current news, updated news. Um, that That's kind of what I was always interested in, just what's going on. That was always kind of difficult back then. Like I'd have to go get an, the NME was popular at the time, um, but it would be, you know, to get to the U.S., it would there'd be a bit of a delay, maybe a week or so. So um, just with the internet, it was just such a revelation, I think, because uh, everything was so immediate. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, I, I'm curious because I, uh, you know, I, I used to buy fanzines and that was how, um, I'm in Canada. So, you know, it always seemed like we were, a little bit behind everybody else in terms of finding things out and getting information. And it's not, you know, it's not quite the same as the US and it's not quite the same as Europe, right? Even though we have similarities. Um, so for me being a teenager in the 90s, fanzines were a huge uh, source of information about music because we also didn't have MTV here, right? We had a, a, a station that was similar called Much Music, um, mm -hmm. but it was still a little bit of a struggle sometimes to find music like the Smiths or like Morrissey and fanzines were such a, a key way I think for a lot of people to find music that wasn't necessarily top of the charts or super mainstream and uh, I'm curious you know how were people finding out about the Smiths and Morrissey at the time like was it mainly fanzines because I I remember in the 90s um I only found out about the Smiths because someone put the put this charming man on a mixtape for me and that was how I first heard the Smiths here oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. right yeah I think there was a lot of that um kind of sharing among uh um siblings or uh yeah friends um i think at the time as i recall it, they were actually pretty popular i'm from la um they're really popular in la um because of uh we had an alternative station called k-rock k-r-o-2 and um they played all the kind of the 80s alternative popular acts like uh, depeche mode was big um yeah the smiths morrissey uh new order Pet Shop Boys, things like that. Um, so it was actually pretty popular back then, but that was in LA. So yeah, the rest of the country, I think it would be hard. College radio maybe was bigger back then, as I kind of recall. Mm -hmm. I didn't really listen mm -hmm. all that much, but there was that. Um, they did get some stuff on like, uh, I guess the alternative uh, MTV, that there was a show called 120 Minutes. So that's where we would see debut videos of uh, uh, these alternative bands, which was always exciting to me. I remember it was like on a Sunday night, um, pretty late. We'd just stay up and watch uh, <laughs> these new videos from, uh, most of them are from, from uh, England that kind of I liked um, the alternative scene. So, so yeah, it was kind of probably similar to uh, being in Canada. We just didn't get the information. It was kind of hard. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't really recall fanzines. I, maybe I wasn't that into them as much. Um, but uh, I know in England at the time, there were some Smiths-related fanzines, but uh, not so much in the U.S. for, for that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too big where I was, mm -hmm. fanzines. But, um, but I, I did find like it very um, compelling, though, once I did get the English it was called Smith Indeed, the one I got really good. So that was a big influence. So um, just getting that was just really kind of uh, magical or uh, <laughs> inspiring just to see that, oh, wow, there's actually fans that are so, that love, you know, the music of the Smiths as much as I do and are as interested in all these little details. Um, so in, in that sense, the fanzine was really... Uh, something that inspired me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it about the Smiths and Morrissey that you like so much to begin with? Uh, let's see. Well, I guess the, 
kind of the working class um music was just nothing i kind of the spirit of it was kind of punk but the music was actually enjoyable for me like um really technical and uh yeah the working class spirit i think is something i just not, hadn't heard in uh music before like i was listening to you know just uh um kind of what was around on the radio uh what was popular i mean it was still you know just the 80s itself it was all pretty good <laughs> i mean uh i, I like prince um that was big for me um but kind of the english music i just didn't hear until um friends at high school kind of introduced me to a k-rock and uh, the bands there and then i really got interested in that um so it's kind of that whole spirit of uh kind of punk but actually the music's actually really good the lyrics were you know um really blow, blew me away when i first kind of listened to their songs and then got album by album just kind of learn more about them the smiths and um and then I learned more about Morrissey and the interviews, and there's a whole world there. So he has a lot of influences um, that he talks about in in his interviews, which were, which was a, really a whole new world for me too. Like um, English uh, old kind of television shows or movies, which I just never hadn't really been exposed to. So so that was a whole world in itself. And uh, a lot of literature, things like that, were inspiring. Also, mm -hmm. part of the whole world of Morrissey, which he mentioned, he creates the Smiths create their own world, and um, I kind of dove into that. It is its own world, so um, and there's a lot of depth to it too. I think, like um, on the surface, yeah, there are the songs, but. It, there's like a rabbit hole you just go into and uh, kind of keep learning more. And uh, I just kept getting more interested in it and um, um, have just been a huge fan and just interested since. And, and now um, he's doing a new tour this year. Uh, he called it the 40 years of Morrissey. So it's been 40 years since he's, uh, he started. So that's, <laughs> that's quite a legacy already, I think. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I have so I have so many questions about all of these things. When you you know when you talk about looking at at the influences that Morrissey has talked about and this this whole world around the music, um, you know, I guess I'm curious. Like, is that is that part of the appeal? Because I know that sometimes you know they are very intellectual. It's a very cerebral band uh and is yeah. that part of the appeal for you is that you can listen to the music but it, it leads you to so many other cultural touchstones yeah yeah definitely um even just the other music like morrissey is very opinionated on different types of music so uh exactly like he'll mention a band or an artist and um which i may have been familiar with but don't really know too much about and then I would look more into that and then say oh wow that's that's really cool but a lot of like influences from the 70s or 60s um he talks about so that stuff I I was not familiar with especially in the in the UK um so yeah uh yeah the influences are really just continuing on he even to this day, uh, he doesn't do that many interviews these days, but what he'll do in concerts is he'll have a backdrop for uh, each song that he's playing. And there'll be a, maybe a different um, picture or person. Kind of like how, you know, the Smiths had uh, on their sleeves, they had different cover stars for each release. Um, that was always interesting to me. Like, who is this person? What did they do? Why? Why did Morsi choose this person? So yeah, it's it's uh, it is really kind of how much you want to get into it. Yeah, it's like um, maybe most fan, more casual fans may see the album cover and think, oh, that's that's kind of cool, but not really delve into um, the influence of it. But uh, kind of the uh the fans I, i'm with um uh, on the site and with the fanzine they they were always interested in things like that like 
who is this person? What where's this picture from? Is it what movie? Is it from a movie? Is it um yeah, why did Morrissey choose this? Probably it's kind of kind of goes deeper into the mind of Morrissey almost like we're we're kind of seeing what goes through his mind. What why uh there's just so much like he talks about and uh not just in the songs. So it's, it's yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, like I said, mentioned before, it's kind of just part of this whole world that he's created. Um, and very, you know, he's a, maybe that's why also like as a fan, we appreciate Morrissey because he's such a fan of, of all these different influences himself. So, um, so I think he understood that and we understand that like even before, um, the Smiths, he did a New York Dolls fanzine. He was a big fan of them. So he, or he ran a fan club for, for the New York Dolls for a while. So, uh, so I think he understands, you know, that, that sort of spirit of being a fan. So that's something we connect with, I think, all the fans. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And I think too, yeah, that, you know, this idea of having references, right? Having all these influential references that become, that can be so subtle sometimes. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's something, I don't know, you know, I, I often wonder, I'd have to, you know, it's something to, that would ha I'd have to look into deeper, but I, I feel like there are certain generations, uh, especially people who grew up in the, the 80s and 90s, who have so many of these little references where you might wear a certain jacket or have your hair a certain way or put on a certain record, not because you want that jacket, but because it reminds you of something that's on an album cover or that someone mm. wore in a music video or something like that. Right. Like you can, you know, and I think a lot of us who, who like um, certain bands from certain times do things like that. And it's like, it's almost, it's like if someone else gets it and recognizes it, then, you know, you're on the same wavelength, right. It becomes an identifier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely with the Smiths, there was a little bit of that. Um, Morrissey was known kind of for his hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they were always kind of a normal look. So that was what struck me as a little different than maybe the other 80s things that were popular. So they were almost um, kind of a contrast to the what we liked about the 80s, almost like the like the videos, they 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 refused to make videos for a while, uh, music videos. <laughs> um, but eventually they did, um, mm -hmm. and they found a good director, I think, and it did add a new kind of dimension to Morrissey and the Smiths. So, so he's kind of stubborn sometimes with the uh, technology and uh, kind of uh, the trends of the day. But uh, but it all came together, I think. Like this, yeah. Like even now, I think he's more open to different influences, like using synthesizers. He was kind of against that for a while, since that was popular in the eighties. Like um, another source of influences, he'll play instead of an opening band nowadays um, for his concerts. He'll have a he'll show videos of of bands or music or different sources. And um, so one of them was uh, Human League, I, I noticed. Uh, this is either last year or a couple of years before. So that was kind of interesting. I was like, well, that, that seems like something he wouldn't normally be, um, have, have been uh, uh, cited as an influence uh, years ago, but now, <laughs> now, now we're seeing kind of different, um, he's maybe open to different uh influences so it, it's it's kind of evolving like you know we we all evolve fans have evolved he's evolved i think um so yeah it's 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 kind of interesting like just the appreciation for the 80s i think is uh is something um that we all have i guess in the with the the idea of the music video um generation <laughs> like I'm not too, in, I, I don't watch too many videos these days, I guess. I, mean, I think they still make them, but there's something kind of unique when you see an 80s video. Um, so yeah, even though maybe back then I wasn't that excited about it, but now looking back, yeah, it's, um, I find them very, yeah, entertaining. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a very 
specific time, right, when we had MTV in the U.S. and much music in Canada that you could, you know, you could tune in and watch hours and hours and hours of music videos and you'd wait for your favorite band to come on, right? And now, yeah, you can go on YouTube and you can watch videos that people are making currently, but it's not quite the same when it's on demand. Um, There's something Mm -hmm. about, I think, having the the patience of really being a fan and waiting for that one video to come on that you've really been wanting to see Right. Uh, yeah. And, and again, that's a, a very short, it's a very short period of time culturally that we had that experience. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of, yeah, like listening to the radio too, like you would mm-hmm. kind of listen for a song or something. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We were kind of, we don't have that anymore. Yeah. Everything's on demand and there's like millions of things we can listen to. So, right. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. 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 And you could, you know, you, you can curate your experience now, but, you know, previous to that, you couldn't, right? Someone else was curating it for you. And so I think we also had a different collective experience around music because, you know, you might be sitting in the living room at the same time as your best friend who lived on the other side of town and you're both waiting for that same video to come on, you know, and, and, uh, and then there's all, there might be all these other people who are also watching that same thing as you at the exact same time. But now we don't have that so much. Right. And, and it's in some ways, it's great. You can choose your own adventure when it comes to music, uh, and find what you're looking for. But I also don't know if that sometimes prevents you from maybe discovering other things as well in a more organic way or, or yeah, again, having these collective experiences that, um, yeah, yeah, I think we're just unique to, to a different time. Yeah. I really like those eighties videos. I mean, they had a certain style, like just, uh, maybe it's just, yeah, the kind of the spirit of it is just, some of it seems kind of amateurish or cheesy, I guess you could say, <laughs> but uh, very dramatic, um, but very original. I thought, you know, just some of the things they would think of, uh, uh, just kind of crazy, like backgrounds or scenes, and um, um, it's like different nowadays. They maybe wouldn't do do something like that these days. You just wouldn't, yeah, mm-hmm. it's more professional now or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that garage type or kind of that punk ethic, I, you know, I mentioned before is just kind of just do it yourself and get it out there. You know, not really have a bunch of people plan it out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, a lot of, a lot of artists, at least artists that have someone investing in them now, um, you know, a lot of them have other types of training, right? Their videos are choreographed and, and they're often very slick. And in the eighties, people didn't, know what they were going to do sometimes when they're making a video right it was it was a little bit more spontaneous and experimental and I think that's why it it has that kind of aesthetic to it right uh there's something that might feel a little bit more genuine but I don't know if I'm being biased in saying that because I really like that era but um yeah yeah. so what is it about Um, Morrissey himself is it you know do you consider yourself a fan from the perspective of Morrissey and his music or is it Morrissey as a person is it both what is it about about this um, figure, I think it starts with the music for sure. Um, but it's both, yeah. I'm definitely interested in what he's doing still. You know, that's why the po- I think that's why the site's so popular still. You know, um, it's been 26 years since I started the site, so it's still very popular. Um, and I think other people are very interested in what he's doing or what he says. Uh, even though he hasn't put out any kind of new music, not much in the last few years, um, people still visit. He's torn a lot. He's had issues with the record labels, so he hasn't been able to kind of work out the contract and things like that. So, um, uh, so yeah, that's been an issue, but people are still interested, uh, and he's still playing live. Um, so I'm interested in both. Yeah. Uh, kind of what, um, we mentioned before with the videos and the kind of whole 80s, the type of band. Um, Morrissey is very much from that time, right? They started in eighty early 80s. Smiths were popular in the mid-80s, um, and they broke up, and then Morrissey started his solo career in 1988. Um, and what I found unique about Morrissey, I'd say, is uh, he's kind of just a... The music artist that's that's what he is he doesn't do like a lot of um 
what artists nowadays they they're kind of market themselves as um maybe even acting or um merchandise things like that like a like a perfume brand or something like that <laughs> um uh, commercials or uh um just different yeah uh sort of fields but he's always just been music that's that's just his thing like he hasn't really done much social media on even on his own stuff um he's just kind of old-fashioned i guess um but uh but yeah i think it's always been the music that's been the most important thing to him and to us um to me as a fan uh so yeah definitely the music is uh kind of the primary thing and he is into fashion and things like that in uh um but not not as much as other people i'd say he's that's not really a a big thing um yeah it's more about the music i think that's mm -hmm. yeah that's always the most important thing it always seems like there's there's been a you know a very rabid cult following around the smiths and morrissey and i know that other bands have very devoted fans as well but i i can't help but feel that there's something that's different about smiths fans and morrissey fans hmm. yeah i think it's the loyalty is very very hardened like um a lot of people there for life i think um mm -hmm. because you know when we were they came along when i was in high school a teenage and the songs just really hit me back then so I kind of became a fan for life, I think, back then even. Um, so, uh, yeah, like um, once it's kind of ingrained in your your soul almost at that age, <laughs> um, I guess some people do grow out of it, but I never did. I, I mean, I know a lot of people haven't. Um, and even if they have this, sometimes they'll come back to it. So. Um, uh, yeah, in in the Morrissey world, I do see that a lot. Like people will leave, um, whatever life circumstances, but they will come back. Also, um, a lot of them just stay around. Uh, but through the site, twenty six years of running it, there's a lot of people have come and gone. Um, so yeah, I do see that. Mm -hmm. And especially with the recent controversies with Morrissey and his kind of views, political views, it's, it's, um, I'd say that it's controversial. So some people did get turned off by that. And I think in the last couple of years, just from my experience, it does feel like a lot of older SNES fans did get turned off. Um, some people were selling their records even, um, so it isn't 100% uh, everyone <laughs> along the way. Um, so so something like, I think uh, just a career span of some, an artist for 40 years is just um, really hard to maintain uh, and just to kind of keep relevant. So, um, so he kind of just remains a controversial person. Um, so with, and he'll lose some fans, but maybe some will come back. Um, but yeah, in, in the current time, it does, uh, I think he's struggling with it. And um, uh, yeah, we're seeing that um, kind of the cancel culture he mentions is, is really affected him on some of the things. He's controversial things he said. Um, Maybe he could have done a better job explaining some of the things, but uh, that's kind of part of his uh, stubbornness, I think, sometimes, is that he wouldn't explain some things. So um, in kind of this social media culture, it, it could be a little dangerous. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, I guess in general, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of loyal fans. I mean, I'm still interested, uh, but yeah, there have been some that have dropped off. For sure. Has it ever been a challenge for you to stay aligned as a Morrissey fan and as someone who's running this large community about him uh, because of those controversies? Does that ever kind of blow back to you or? A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There have been some, 
like um I don't know if you followed the site, but uh, this was about 10 years ago. I actually got kicked out of a concert because um, he doesn't like the site, um, from what I understand, because okay. of the open forum nature. And the I think it's the criticism that appears a lot. It's Some people are very critical. I mean, Morrissey himself is a very critical person mm -hmm. of sometimes maybe negative, a lot of negativity. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of just let things go. Um, I prefer not to censor things like that. Um, so there are maybe naturally some of his fans would be very negative and critical. Uh, maybe some have turned kind of against him, right? Because of all the controversial or things he said. Um, I find it all very interesting, uh, different sides of arguments um so i kind of just let things go but uh as someone who kind of runs the platform i think he might blame me for some of these things he sees even though most of it's pretty positive i think but some of it is can, can be kind of harsh um so maybe at the time he he saw that and uh still feels that way um I, I always felt like he he kind of grew up and was more familiar with the music press, like different in England. There's a lot of there were a lot of music papers like Sounds and Enemy Music was a Melody Maker, mm -hmm. um, The Face. Uh, there were, there were so many. Um, so he did a lot of interviews. Kind of controlled things through that. But uh, with the internet, that was a big shift. I think. Um, and the site itself was because I ran it kind of uncensored. Um, uh, I think it he felt he feels like it, it kind of damages him. So he never uh, uh, he doesn't really talk much about it anymore. But at the time, uh, it did feel like he he was upset about about that. Okay. Okay. So how did he? So he so he kicked you out of a concert. That's what happened because you run the yeah, site. Yeah, I went to or, okay. uh, Denmark just. Uh, I don't know, wasn't really on speaking terms with him. Um, but uh, I'd gone, I, you know, I just planned to visit. Uh, he was doing a concert in Denmark. And I, <laughs> so I just planned a trip for that. And uh, I think I mentioned to maybe a couple of people I was going, but somehow they identified me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they just told me I, I should I should leave. Um, so basically it kicked me out of the concert with my friend too. So uh uh, so yeah, he, it, it, I guess I got the message that, oh, okay, I'm not welcome, but I don't know if you can actually kick someone out if, if I'm not doing something. That's always kind of weird to me. I mean, I don't know if you can, you know, I paid for a ticket. I don't know. Yeah. And you went all that way. <laughs> I'm not there. I wasn't there to bother him or anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's been stuff where he's been upset at me. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I don't know. People, I don't really get in arguments, but for whatever reason, his managers would get upset at me too for something. Um, so I've had people call me, yell at me, death threats, things like that. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's been an interesting time running the site. Uh, things have calmed down recently, though, in the last several years. Uh, I, think, uh, I think social media, I mean, maybe he realizes that, oh, uh, these people are negative on the site, but actually social media, they, they do say a lot of negative things also. Uh, so it's not really that unique. You know, it's just uh, when you open things up, <laughs> you're going to get all sorts of opinions, right? Um, mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, uh, I think techni technically the, the site is you know way better than it was. Uh, it's just continuing to improve. I like to keep working on it. So, yeah. Um, so I think we're just in a relationship where uh, maybe he he won't say anything about it, but he's not going to attack it or anything. Um, it does, I think, keep people interested um, in a way. I don't think it hurts. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best archive for an artist. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen too many other, a lot of sites I know kind of were created, you know, in the 90s or early 2000s, but not too many have lasted, I don't think. 
especially with um, social media groups, Facebook groups, Reddit, things like that have kind of taken over. But I think the site has is kind of unique. It, it's weathered all that. I guess forums were kind of the original social media, I feel. So in a way, we're kind of nostalgic for forums. So they're still popular. Um, there's a lot we can do with uh, a customized website that we can't do with uh, these other social media um, kind of templates or uh, uh, definitely with the archive. Like I've archived every page, every uh, post going back to the start of the site. Pretty much you can still see it. Um, there are something like 2.5 million posts that wow. through, through the years, which is pretty good. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have given, you know, cause when I'm hearing this story about Morrissey reacting in this way and, um, even going to the length of removing you from a concert, you know, I feel like that would be really hurtful for a lot of people. And I'm trying to think of how I would feel if I was running a fan site for someone and that oh. happened to me. And so I'm wondering, you know, was has there I, ever been a time when when you considered just closing the site to kind of, you know, yeah. avoid avoid all this conflict? Right. Yeah, there was even um like a couple of years later, another thing came up where um where uh you know, I thought it kind of blew over. So I went to a concert recent, uh, kind of nearby just to check it out. Um, but I got kicked out of that one too. Some bodyguard, uh, identified me or oh, wow. wow. <laughs> but it came out that, um, after that, it came out that one of his bodyguards was going to sue Morrissey because what this came out in a lawsuit. Um, because the bodyguard was told to, to beat me up or something like find me, beat me up, or even possibly it was not like an implied death threat. I don't think it was really, um, the manager kind of just mentioned it, <laughs> but, um, uh, but it came out in a lawsuit and, and, uh, so, so that, and then TMZ picked up on it. So it kind of became big news. Um, but uh, yeah, so so then it becomes, then it becomes, yeah, well, I'm getting kind of a threat from, a, a threat, physical threat from someone <laughs> uh, just for doing the site. Uh, yeah, do I want to keep doing this website? Um, is it worth it? Is it like, why am I doing this? Like. Uh, um, I think it took me a while to process all of that. Like I had some help just talking to like a coach who helped me through that. Um, but that, I think what happened was like, I kind of, as a fan, I started this site and fanzine just to kind of, as an appreciation for this artist, but also hey, if I can get closer to the artist, you know, in a way, um, that'd be kind of cool. That wasn't really the main reason, but um, and I kind of had that in mind, I think in the back of my mind was like, I'm doing this. It is about Morrissey, the site, but it took me a while to figure out like, well, the site itself is actually really good. Like it stands on its own. Um, yeah, Morrissey's the subject, but I put in a lot of work into it. You know, I work on this. I've been working on this for so many years. I put in at least two hours or so a day on it um there's a lot of maintenance i do all the editing um moderation um i have helps i have a lot of help now with moderation kind of content editing but um i uh, kind of set up this whole system all the technology keeping up with security and uh, upgrading you know redesigning the site takes a lot of time and also to preserve all the old site pages all at the same time as something um i wanted to do so uh so I think uh, I kind of separated that. So so yeah, now I don't really think so much of what he thinks about the site. Um, I know it's a good uh, place or um, archive and uh, really one of the best, I think, music for, for an artist 
music sites um, that exist uh, with, the, with the amount of detail because Morrissey has so many influences that he, and um, things to talk about that maybe some other artists wouldn't have. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's other sites that compare. I, I'd be curious, but I haven't really seen too many uh, that have lasted this long. Mm -hmm. So I think the site stands on its own. Yeah. And, and uh, so just to realize that it's my work also, like it's not really necessarily just about his, his work, um, but my work's important. So kind of just giving myself that, um, I can kind of separate uh, all of that. So as long as I still find Morrissey interesting, um, I'll keep doing it, I think. And I think I'm still very interested in what he's doing up to. Um, uh, still really kind of fascinating. Just like people, like uh, on his recent tour in the UK, um, he has one more show coming up. But uh, yeah, now uh, just reading about, I'll put I'll put up a story about how um, kind of like every after every concert, there'll be a story and people can comment on the story about what the set list was. They'll add their photos, um, what he said. All, all very interesting. So we're kind of documenting his history in real time, which I think is really something you don't really see anywhere, um, this amount of detail. So we have all that. Um, so I think uh, just something like that is just very interesting for me as a fan. Like I was, I had followed a lot of the shows in 1991, 1992. I did all the US shows in 1992, but um, after that, it was kind of hard to, to follow all the shows. Um, but in a way, with the internet, with the website, I could kind of um, just be there, uh, just following through the site, right? Like, uh, um, and I think a lot of fans feel the same way. They kind of want to know everything about them. So this is a really good way to do that. Because um, otherwise, before, without the internet, we would do the fancy, but it would come out months later and you'd maybe learn about the show, what happened at the show <laughs> months later. And we'd have to compile the information from people and we would be missing a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, so I think the site has brought in a lot of unique stuff and uh, kind of a unique um, dimension to Morrissey himself that he may not have thought of himself or would have done himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One thing that I always find interesting about Morrissey's shows is, and I think this also happened at Smith shows too, is is this phenomenon of people wanting to jump on the stage and hug him. Hmm. Why do yeah. people want to be so close to him? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's become kind of a tradition, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still happens like it just happened the other day <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's what makes the show's dynamic i think like we don't know what's going to happen um you don't know who's going to go up there um i think it's part of the whole fan experience the interaction with morrissey you know he he'll shake hands at concerts and uh that's always exciting to people uh, just to be have that few seconds um but yeah, going back to the Smiths, right? People would jump on stage, kind of dance, dance a lot, and uh, and it would be. Uh, I guess there's things like security these days, so it doesn't happen as much. They kind of get people off, but um, but people still do try to get on. It's it's kind of like a challenge, uh, and uh, I think just showing their appreciation and he appreciates it. That uh, it's just kind of unique, also for an artist like who, what artist has that like not too many that still do that you know 40 years later yeah, like yeah. I mean it's it's I, I don't see it not that I go to every single show out there right so I'm not the be all end all of the, this opinion yeah. but um but yeah I mean when I, I go see bands I don't see that happen yeah elsewhere even though people might love those bands in their own way and they have their own devoted fans but yeah it, it seems like it's um it's definitely a, yeah like you say a tradition and a phenomenon and it, it keeps going and um yeah it's, and it's interesting has, you know yeah. he's always has new fans too right there's always newer younger fans that come mm -hmm. in so maybe they haven't gone 
on stage before or so it's new to them right so um yeah so yeah there's always new people so <laughs> so it's 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 kind of kind of a a nice experience once you've done it <laughs> uh kind of exhilarating i think to be on stage um i did it when i was younger <laughs> uh it's just a a fun thing to do almost um uh safety you know is important but uh uh they can get kind of rough the security so mm -hmm. uh so yeah it's it's changed a little bit i'd say but uh still still people do it yeah mm -hmm. don't, don't risk uh getting hit or yeah clawed at <laughs> um and that's part of maybe part of the punk ethic too that still exists like uh, a little bit of danger is uh part of the show <laughs> is exciting i think yeah i think for some fans too it's just it's like the you know the willingness to just take the risk right if you could take the risk and have the experience then um it's worth it for some people yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so you got to go on stage at one time uh yeah this was when i was much younger um mm -hmm. uh just like uh, yeah i would travel around with a lot of fans and we would all try to do it <laughs> uh, it was fun yeah yeah um just to get uh i think it's just uh way of showing appreciation you know like uh um even back then you know Morrissey did have kind of like a like a almost godlike right like we're, we just you just appreciate him so much um we just want to shake his hand touch him whatever uh yeah because back then it was like um the Smiths had broken up but he hadn't really we hadn't seen this I I got into them right when the Smiths kind of before they broke up but they were about to tour supposedly rumors were but then they broke up so I never got to see them so then we had to wait a couple of years and then Morrissey tours so kind of all that time of excitement building up left over from the Smiths days to a solo career was um uh, was just just uh the energy back then was uh yeah just off the chart I think <laughs> so yeah we, we would just do crazy stuff yeah <laughs> being young too I think yeah yeah nothing harmful but <laughs> uh just kind of fun yeah mm -hmm. yeah no there's something very endearing about um about seeing fans want to be so close to someone that they admire right just to get a hug like it's 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 very innocent um yeah and uh yeah I mean when you when you see that happen uh it it doesn't you know again I'm just saying this is a you know someone from the outside looking in but it 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 looks um like it comes from a place of love right it's not coming from a place of violence or right. anything like that right so yeah it's there's again there's something about yeah, exactly yeah about Morrissey that really seems to attract that like people want to be close to him even if sometimes he can be difficult or challenge a challenging <laughs> person right? right uh yeah and a challenging figurehead but there's still something that um is so attractive uh about him. yeah I think you're right like love love is kind of the basis of it like we just love the music we love mm -hmm. his um his words and uh yeah right that's mm -hmm. that's basically it I think is that mm -hmm. even to this day you know like what artists maybe in their early days things we get crazy people jump on stage but usually when they get you know 10 20 years later fans aren't going to be doing that but it still happens to Morrissey yeah all the, every show pretty much yeah so yeah it is really rare or unique I think it is yeah I, I think it is I think there's something um you know the Smiths and Morrissey they you know there's something different about that music and and I think that that's maybe why um there's really no other sound like that yeah. uh other people have tried to imitate that you know Morrissey's singing style um but it's really hard to do it, right? And yeah. yeah. Um, why do you think, you know, when you talk about younger people um, being at these shows too and, and getting into this music, what is it about Morrissey and the Smiths that continues to be so enduring? Uh, let's see. Well, I think the spirit of his music um, still, he still embodies that uh like um I do hear of 
kind of parents with their children yeah their children are kind of become fans uh so maybe it's kind of a generational thing where it does get passed down almost um like uh when i was kind of growing up like it was hard for me to connect to older generations of music like i i understood why people like like say the beatles or something but i can never really get into them as much because they weren't around i guess like um so it was hard for me to get excited about it as much to go back and kind of listen to those albums but they're not really around so i couldn't really um get excited i guess but i think because morrissey's been continually touring and putting out music people can still kind of even if they are late or born after the smith started <laughs> they can still um feel like it's kind of current almost like um that it's it still means something and i think the the songs are are also just in general timeless so so i think once they discover it um the younger fans would still appreciate it and be i thought there would be maybe some more younger fans but there, i think there are still some yeah that that do appreciate it but you know i always thought yeah someone's going to come along and create a who understood technology maybe a little better than I would would create something like a site or a, some sort of Twitter. I guess there are a lot of like Twitter type things, but there's still nothing like the my site. I don't think for information. Um, mm -hmm. So, so it's kind of a mix. Yeah, we yeah. have still the older who are still very into it, but uh, trying to bring in newer people, but. It, I feel like it is harder because, um, yeah, the Smiths are legendary, but it is further back in time now. So sometimes, yeah, we look back at the 80s. That's like 30-something years now, four years almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. 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 We don't have to talk about how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. But, uh, yeah. Um, I think though there is something about that too. Like the the sound of that music is very timeless. It's hard to place if you don't know what it is because when you think of '80s music, you think of synthesizers or you think of bands like you know hair bands like Motley Crue or something. So you know, and those bands sound still good but dated. You can kind of you you know you can identify where it's from right away. But you know, I started getting to the Smiths in the '90s, as I mentioned earlier, and in the '90s, it wasn't cool to like stuff from the '80s, uh, and except if you like the Smiths, you were allowed to like the Smiths because they were kind of the cool '80s band, right? Because they didn't sound like all the other '80s bands. So there's there is something I think that that makes them mm -hmm. easy to kind of slip in and out of different eras, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were from the '80s, but also yeah, kind of against the whole scene of the 80s so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that's right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um has has running the site uh for all this time changed your perspective on morrissey at all or do you feel the same about him as you always have the same yeah <laughs> yeah um i think uh I think it's fascinating, like um, all the details. So it's like, uh, well, we'll get give me some details. Oh, give me some more. Um, it just keeps going. Like, uh, can't get enough. Like, I, I just, uh, um, just say, yeah. Like, I guess I haven't changed in that sense, right? Since I was first discovered them in high school, uh, I'm still as interested in what's going on. What um what can i learn what yeah what um what's coming up next uh uh so yeah it, it's i think his creativity just keeps going like um in different ways so there are some yeah controversies we talked about but um even that is still interesting right like it's like uh can you survive this um yeah it's a uh, it's a tough time even right now but uh He's still doing well. He's still touring. He, he can sell out 
uh, shows. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'm not alone. People are still interested and uh, just fascinated, just as they were before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds like you look at this almost as though you're an observer, right? You're a fan of Morrissey, but you're also observing what he's doing yeah. and and what this music is and where it's coming from and where it's going. I, yeah, true. My, it may have been, yeah, that personal controversy I had myself. I kind of separated it almost. So I'm more of an observer now. I don't really go to that many shows just because um, I'm not really welcome, but I'm still... So that, you know, that whole thing is just kind of vague to me. Like, I don't know if you can really ban someone. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I might go to a show. I might not. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is true. I am more of an observer. I don't really post in the forums. It's more of a um, just kind of reading and uh, keeping things in order. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just like doing the website and enabling um, a lot of comments and a lot of the people who post are really informative and interesting and a lot of collectors also there's a lot of information on things like that so much better than anything I could really contribute so yeah I'm kind of just a general um keeping the site running and uh really just interested in the whole thing reading a lot on it still yeah yeah I mean really it sounds like it's not it's not so much a, a an homage to Morrissey. It's a space for the fans. You're facilitating this community mm -hmm. for people, right? That's right. Yeah. I always said yeah, exactly. It's like it's as much about Morrissey as it is about the fans. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely from the fan perspective. And that perspective, I think, is really interesting and really something Morrissey understood early on. Um Hopefully he still does. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of unique too. Like some artists will talk about other influences, but I don't think not like Morrissey. Like um, like if you go on my site, I added a wiki section, which is kind of a Wikipedia software. Um, but we have a list of influences. So we've kind of, uh, a moderator and myself have kind of worked on gathering all these influences that he's mentioned and we're still working on it, but, uh, um, there's hundreds. Uh, yeah. So it, it's pretty interesting to connect all that together. Um, and to actually see it in, uh, sort of a wiki. That's kind of an expansion of the site with the wiki part, I think is more informational, just kind of bringing in a lot of information, um, that might be spread out around this, the forums and site information. So, uh, so I think it's a good resource for um, as we go over the years and add more to it. It's going to be a um, a really kind of the place to go for information on Morrissey and uh, and just to see how how much depth there is in in him. Um, so, yeah. So just that that in itself, I think, shows how much there is. Like you can have a whole Wikipedia on Morrissey, Morrissey's world with a lot of pages and a lot of interconnecting information. Um, so yeah, uh, it's kind of like writing a book in real time almost, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, the way we're documenting it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I appreciate that you're, you know, you're interested in it. Yeah. I had done some interviews, you know, several, many years ago, but <laughs> I haven't really, no one's really been too interested. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I keep going. I think yeah. it's a resource. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's, it's, um, you know, also really impressive to, to run something for so long. Right. I think that's, you know, the, the consistency of it, um, mm -hmm is is interesting and and yeah the archival process too that you're talking about right because yeah like you're saying it really becomes a, a historical document in real time um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. absolutely yeah so david where can people find your community if they're interested in checking it out uh no just go to the website mm -hmm. um https slash morrissey-solo.com Okay, great. Place. Yeah, I don't really do a lot of social media or anything like that. I, I have kind of links to the feeds, but uh, um, 
but yeah, I'm not too active on myself on social media. So the website's probably the best place. Okay. So. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate chatting with you. Uh, this has been great. And thanks to everyone for tuning into the podcast today. I will talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. You've been listening to the Forever 80s podcast hosted by Liz Worth, where we talk to fans, artists, collectors, and more about all the things we love about the 1980s. If you like this episode, let us know. Hit subscribe, leave a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.